Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Haunted and the Wanted podcast. That's Brittany. And that over there is Jeanette. Mm -hmm. I have a lovely singing voice. It's pretty. It sounds like the girl version. Pretty ugly. (laughs) Just kidding. No, for real, it is. Um... Speaking of singing like Post Malone, mm-hmm. we're going to be singing like Post Malone pretty soon. Dude, I cannot wait. I'm going to cry. I'm so excited. And then I'm going to go into, there needs to be another word, like a concert hole. You know how, have you heard of the word the show hole? No. It's like after you binge a show, right? Oh, you and feel depressed. You get all yeah. depressed because it's over. Yeah. I'm going to be like that. For sure, dude. Because since, when did we buy our tickets? The beginning of June? We have had Posty to look forward to every day. Yes. Until next month. And then it's over. And then it's over. And I don't, I can't look forward to seeing him anymore. I know. Because he's going to be about done it. with his tour. Um, we don't have to think about that right now. <sighs> okay. That's pretty sad. It is. But sad. let's look forward to it. And then we I'm can I'm so sad. excited. I can't wait. Just to be in his presence. So we want to announce that we have a pretty exciting episode coming up that week of yeah. his concert. Mm-hmm. We're going to. Because on Friday the 13th, which is the day before his concert, we're going to be going to Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. So that week, Brittany and I will be tackling a story together. Um, it's going to be overall the the whole entire Zach Baggins Museum. So we're just going to have some information about that. And then Brittany's going to cover one specific item in there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I'm going to cover yet, but it'll be great. And it'll be cool because we'll also get to tell you guys in the intro all about our own experience that we have there. If anything spooky happens or if not, because um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it'll just be cool. There's just one review that I read a long time ago, and I think I told you about it. Because I think you asked me a long time ago if I wanted to go. And so I looked it up. And I read this review, and it's still in my head. And I literally told you, I'm not fucking going there. So then something happened, and I was like, hey, Jeanette, we're going to be in Vegas. Why not go? And she was like, whoa, you're down? No way. And then she was like, let's get tickets. So anyways, but it's about, I think it was a girl. I mean, I can't assume. I don't remember. It was just a review, so I don't know. But she said that she went into this one room, and half of her body went numb. Oh, yes. Cool, right? That's freaking terrifying. She was like, I literally felt half my face, half my body. I couldn't move it. You know what? Okay, here's the thing. Maybe, and, oh my maybe God. she just had health issues and she so happened to but have she a... she said as soon as she left that room, she was fine. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't know. But, look, Brittany always freaks out when we do scary things. And she makes it seem like she's the biggest, biggest chicken shit. <laughs> so, yeah. No, but then <laughs> we get terrifying. there and then you're fine. Yeah. I know. I do. I do that very often. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the calm one. And then we get there and I'm the baby <laughs> who doesn't want to like, like when we went to the Winchester house, the little scary girl oh, yeah. was asking me to follow her. And I told her, hell no. And she kept insisting and I refused. So she just took Brittany and Brittany just calmly walked with her. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? That's how I people mean, die. No, you pay for that. They don't want you to die in there. You the, Did we sign a waiver for the Winchester no. House? No. This one we have to sign a waiver, I think. Fine. Yeah, I think you have I'm to sign a waiver so and you excited. have to be over 18. So, my goal. Yeah. Is, I, I won't tell you. I won't tell you. It'll be a surprise. No, I want to know. No, it's a surprise. No, I want to know. For all of you, including you. That's not fair. You already said It'll it out loud. Fun. You suck. That's like, oh, I have a surprise. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have anything. What are you but, but surprises I can't keep. You know that. I was like, and also, like, why? 
Because it's a goal, and I feel like if I tell you, but I can help you get there. I feel like you are going to prevent me from getting to my goal. (laughs) I guess that makes sense. Yeah, like it's one of those things. You want to touch something? No. Oh no, it has nothing to do with that. You want to stare her in the eyes? No. Oh, it has nothing to do with him? No. No, no. It's just something that I want us to do that weekend. That. But you don't want. Yeah, you'll figure it out when we get there. When the time comes, you'll know. I'm scared. Now I'm worried. It'll be great. Okay. All I want to do is have a fat Tuesday in my hand the whole three days that we're there. Fun. I guess not the last day because we had to drive home. Okay. So <laughs> just kidding. Friday from once Don't we get there drink. until Sunday morning. I want to <laughs> drink it. <laughs> no. I don't have to be at school until Monday. So I really don't care what we do Sunday. I just got to make it back home. Yeah. It's going to be traffic. Unless we leave really late. Late? Are you going to work on Monday? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's not get off on the tangent. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yes. It'll be fun. Please tune in. If you if you listen to any of them, listen to that one, which is going to be the week of the 15th is when it's coming out. It'll be the 18th. March 18th. Yes. That's when it'll come out. That episode will come out March 18th. On a Wednesday? Yes. When's St. Patrick's Day? The 17th? The 17th. Okay. <laughs> cool. So, guys, tune in. If you stop listening to us, just come back on the 18th. No. Listen to all of them. Listen to all of them. But if you're only going to listen to one, like, if you decide right now that you hate our voices and that we're super annoying and that you're done, fine. I get it. But please come I back. I hate my voice, too. Please come back for the 18th. It'll be worth it, I promise. Yeah, it'll be good. I'll probably be crying. Yeah, me too. So it'll be worth it. Or I'll be really, like, sick. <laughs> or both. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be great. Okay, it'll be great. It'll be great. Um, so, uh, listen to us, March 18th. And yes. then... Follow us at um, The Haunted and the Wanted on Insta. Send us your listener stories. To the Haunted and the Wanted at gmail.com. And follow our Twitter. That W Podcast. T-H-A-T-W Podcast. Thanks. And now, uh, what you're really here for... Wait, do oh. you have anything about your week you wanted to tell me? Um, no. Do you? Aw, oh, damn it. I went and saw the Harlem Globe. <laughs> <laughs> really? How was that? <laughs> it was good. It was fun. You it was a good it? time. Yeah. What'd you do today? Today I went on a date mm-hmm. in Riverside. And it went well. Went very well. I'm excited. I'm waiting for those red flags, man. I know I'm not supposed to do that. I'm being nice. He's a I, really good guy, I think, so far, that okay, I know of. That's good. He hasn't murdered anybody. My only, like, so far, eh, is his name, just because of my own experience. Yeah. yeah. But it's fine. My yeah. experiences aren't your experiences. And my Facts. boy, by that name, isn't the same boy that you're currently dating, so we're going to let it go. Can I tell you? Yes, tell me. That I told him about your story. <laughs> Which story? My date? Yeah. What did he say? He was just like, well, I don't approve of that. I was like, right, neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he said that, though. Yeah. Because you put it in the context of my friend went out on a date as she stopped talking to this guy. Yeah, I think it started, though, because I told him that you had, uh, because you texted me while I was there. Oh. And so I wrote you back. I don't think it was like right away. I think he had gone to the restroom or something, but I wrote you back. And so then when he came back, it was like in my mind. Mm. And I was like, yeah, my friend just texted me. And I said something. And then I was like, yeah, she said she wishes she was on a date too. 
<laughs> and then I was like, but she's the one that deleted her Bumble account. And I was like, I don't know what to tell her. I was like, I told her not to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, we talked about you. <laughs> so, now, if he listens, he knows, he knows it's you. Yeah. Because I don't think I told him your name. He knows about I was me just like, and I know my about friend. him. Seems like a fair playing field. Yeah, he knows but you know more than he does, I think. Well, now, not if he listens to this. Does that make sense? Because yeah. I don't think he knew your name. Where you had a one-up on him, and now he doesn't. Okay, fair enough. I can deal with that. But it was good. It was a really good day. I'm seeing him again this week. Today, if oh, we're right. going off of yes. the podcast days. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, unless he's already ditched me, which it's a few days out. You know, you never know. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> uh, you know, keep your expectations low. But hopefully it works out. No, no, no. My expectations are high. My, there's another one. No, My hopes are low. No, bro. Your standards are high, but your expectations are low. Is that the same? But I feel like I expect it. Or okay. else I wouldn't talk fine, to, fine. to him. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. My hopes are low. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't get too, like, I can't get too excited. But, like, I still have to have expectations, which are, in your words, standards. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, we're going to move on. Anyways, we're ready to start the show. What you're really here for. Yeah. A scary story. Hopefully. Unless you're here to just listen to our intros. I don't know. Some people... So Okay, honestly, sometimes... I genuinely love intros. Yeah, I agree. Um, A lot of times... I enjoy the stories, but I like the banter, and Mm -hmm. I like hearing about people's personal lives. Because <laughs> so, I'm nosy. <laughs> yeah, truly. So no, maybe some people do enjoy this part of it. Maybe. Probably my family because they learn about my life through here. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. Mm, yeah. Because my mom called me after the date and I was like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> like, nothing else. Like, oh, you don't give it. It was good. You don't give her the details. It was great. But I didn't even tell her that I was seeing him again. She was just like, how'd it go? And you know, my mom was like super skeptical because. I usually don't have good news. So she was like, how did it go? And I was like, it went really good. She was like, oh, good. I'm glad. I was like, yeah. I also was not expecting good news. Because right? I feel like I haven't had good news in You haven't had good news in a while. A long time. But also, in my mind, I felt like the date only lasted an hour for some reason. Uh-uh. Like, I felt like from the time you told me you started the date to the time you told me you were headed home, it had only been about an hour. And I was like, oh, that didn't go well. Well, I think if you're thinking it from when I texted you, like when I sent you my outfit and I was like, this is what I'm wearing if I die. Yeah. Um, that's when I left my house. Right. Where when you asked me like, well, when is it? Yeah. I was already like two hours into the date and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm out right now. Mm-hmm. That's so what I, I think that's now. what you were thinking. Like that's when the time started because from then it was only like an hour and a half or so. But I'd already been out with him for two hours. So. But it went well. So it went really well. I'm excited. We'll keep you guys posted. For sure. Next week. Yeah. And next week, we're only two weeks out. So, yes. Again, please tune back in. Definitely every week. But absolutely don't miss the 18th. The 18th. Of it's going to be great. It's going to be super cool. Mm-hmm. And now I got a little bit of a spooky story for you. But it's a fun kind of spooky. So, I think we're all going to have some laughs. Yes. It's not terrifying. So, don't worry. If you're listening to this really late at night, you'll enjoy it. Okay. No? Take Jeanette's word for it. You don't think my story is good? No, it's good. I just don't know if it's something that you can listen to right before bed. <laughs> I think I did a good job at adding some humor. And oh, yeah, no, it's funny. Humorous. It's like your funny bone. I think I'm funny. Okay? Totes, I agree. 
but it still is a very scary concept of what's going that on. That is true. So, okay. Um, also, I was doing a little bit of follow-up research because I was thinking of maybe doing a part two, right? Yeah. And I won't say much, but one of the things, I guess I could tell you guys because you're about to find out what I'm talking about already. Um, I'm going to be covering the Black Eyed Kids right now, if you don't know what that is. But anyway, I was listening to someone cover stories on them today, and she said that part of the legend is that once you find out about the Black Eyed Kids, that's when they come to you. Oh, shit. Yeah. So if, Well, I mean, I've known about them for a while, so I guess yeah, I should so have be I. scared now. But maybe we're just talking about them too much, and tonight you'll get a little... At your door. Bitch, you're here. I'm about Whatever. to. You're going to go into the fucking door. No, <laughs> we haven't even started yet. Yeah, true. I'll be here for a while. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get started. Okay, ready? Let's go. Go! Super, super excited about this episode. Okay. If anyone remembers, I mentioned it last time, I'm going to be talking about the phenomenon known as the Black Eyed Kids. We talked about it last time? That's so sad. I don't remember. I'm so sorry. Literally. Oh, yes. We so did. not last time. Two episodes ago, I think it was. Right? Because we skipped. No. no. It should be last week. Okay. Yeah. I don't last know. Week. Yeah, we so talked confused. about it. Our schedules were I out. know. It's way off. But yeah, it should be last week's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. We're good. So, we're good. The black eye kids are terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Kids are scary to me. And I'm talking about normal ass babies, right? So Ooh, just children in general. Stuff. Children? Yeah. They're tiny, fragile humans. They put fingerprints all over your car window. They're not self-sufficient. <laughs> and usually they're the first ones that indicate that your house is haunted. Fuck yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. If my child, if I don't want kids, but if I have a child and it ever tells me like, oh, my imaginary friend, I'm like, okay, you got to go. I, I don't want that bullshit. No. Okay. So I first heard about the Black Eyed Kids about 15 years ago because I was, like, looking into paranormal. 15? Yeah. I feel like I just learned about it this year. Uh, no. <laughs> I was, like, into paranormal stuff, like, a long time ago. So, you know. Paranormal scary. I was, like, never allowed but to But it's watch. fun. Mm, not Black Eyed Kids. They're not fun. They're, I think they're fun. So what I, from what I found out, it seems like the first accounts of people seeing them started surfacing in the 80s. Okay. But the first report that can be found online is from a Google forum post from August 28th of 1997. Isn't that cool? Like, that's... Wait, hang on. So it supposedly started in the 80s, but it's only documented from 97? Yeah, so I guess there's been, like, hearsay. So it's, like, a new thing. Supposedly. Like, I don't know if there's stuff before, but, like, it seems like it started up in the 80s, right? Interesting. Yeah. I think that's so cool because that's still a long time ago. 1997, a Google, like forum post that's ancient 97 yeah like the way technology is moving now and how fast everything yeah going. i guess that's true yeah you're just calling me ancient i'm calling dude i'm older than you shut up <laughs> <laughs> so back to uh the, the google forum post it was posted by a man named brian and he shared his story about an encounter that he had with two boys and we'll call them the black eyed kid pioneers because pioneers yeah we're they're the pioneers Okay, because okay. they're the first one? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm just nicknaming them. Oh, but okay. yeah, that's not what they're actually <laughs> called. So before I tell you my story, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what a typical encounter with the Black Eyed Kid looks like from, like, all the reports, right? <laughs> okay. And then we'll talk about Brian's story. 
So have you heard the expression, cute from far, but far from cute? No. I don't think so. Okay, it's usually like, I first heard it from in high school when my friend was talking about a girl and he was like, yeah, that girl, she's cute from far, but far from cute. Because like, she looked good from a distance and then you saw her up close. But she was like, ugly face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever Sorry. it was. Yeah. Sorry, girl. So I think <laughs> that should be their slogan because if you ever encounter a black eyed no, kid. it's not the slogan. It's the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so okay it seems like they usually run in duos right yes yeah so um they usually approach people in pairs and if you ever have the honor of experiencing one of these the encounters, honor yeah um, fuck this is not an honor <laughs> you probably won't realize anything is wrong which is why i said like they're cute from far because they just look like normal kids right um, that's why it's so terrifying oh exactly so no. they look like normal ass kids for the most part and what sets them apart is that if you end up falling for their tricks or if you look closely at them you'll notice that they have solid black eyes fucking terrifying completely black not the only color no color right so once in a while pe- all people um, wait the black dot is your pupil right? or is that the outside no the black dot is okay, so, so it's like people. all people <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's a good name too. What All people. <laughs> no wonder I don't have my degree yet. But damn. Okay. <laughs> Once in a while, um, people have claimed that the children that they see are actually wearing old-fashioned clothes, which is interesting to note because um because of information that I'm going to tell you in a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time, it seems like they're dressed how the average kid nowadays is dressing. But I thought that's crazy because. The black eyed kids are gonna have to put in serious work to match the trends of like the kid, like the TikTokers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all I can picture is like haunted ass (laughs) black eyed kids learning like the TikTok dances, the flossing one, and wearing like scrunches and going disco girls. Yes, yeah. So they're gonna have to like (laughs) as they approach you to like for you to think they're normal kids. So yeah. Um, most people who have had encounters have reported that the kids are usually in an age range between nine and 16 years old. Um, a little less or a little more. Right. But that's like the normal ages. And another thing to remember is that they always tend to speak a little too maturely. So not like how a kid would actually talk, but how like a business meeting would talk. Yeah. Like, like it's not normal slang for like a typical kid. Right. Okay. So they're like weirdly mature, but they're also very manipulative and they can be pretty demanding because all they want is to reach the objective. Uh, don't cave into peer pressure. So I was trying to find the word cave. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough day. It has. It really has. <laughs> Even though they usually have the appearance of a normal kid, uh, many people feel or have reported that they immediately felt uncomfortable or like a sense of dread. Trust your senses. Yes. Um, bad. It's like they give bad vibes off, right? So Hashtag usually bad vibes. Yeah, no bad vibes. No bad vibes. No no friends. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it said that usually you don't even have to notice their eyes because you already feel threatened or scared just by them being in your general area, right? Facility. So. One of the creepiest parts about them okay, is that scared. unlike other haunted shit that most of the time you go looking for, right? So, like, you'll go to a haunted house or you'll go to a haunted museum, right? They'll come to you. Um, no. Yes. They will literally no. come Mm-mm. 
to the door of your house no. or the window of your car. Your car? Yeah. And they'll ask to be let no, into no, your no. life. No. Access denied. <laughs> <laughs> so the story is that they'll typically come and, like I said, they'll either knock on your front door or, like, any door of your house and they'll give you um, an excuse on why they should be able to come into your house, right? Sure. Um, they'll try and talk you into it. And if you do, then you're in real trouble because at that point you're explicitly giving that entity, whatever it is that it might be to come into your world. Stranger danger. Some of the normal excuses that they'll use is that they'll ask for help. They'll say, can I use your phone? And again, there's another thing that they might have to work on because like most people nowadays don't have like a home phone. Like a landline. Right. Phone. There was like a story where they asked to like use their landline, yeah, right? They exactly. Were like, no, so now it's, it's fucking landline. Very landline. confusing. They're gonna have to like update their story. Uh thanks. Um again, because they're cell phones, there really wouldn't be a need for them to physically have to come into your property exactly. to use your phone. But regardless, they're gonna say something to you and they're gonna try and convince you to give them permission to come inside. Question. Yes. They knock at your door. They knock at your door. Like that. Mm-hmm. You answer the door. Okay. And they say, can you use your phone? Yes. If you hand them your cell phone, is that giving them permission? I don't think so, but they'll try I'm and... sure. They'll, they'll try. They want to enter, so they're going to keep trying. So there's like a story in a little bit that the woman kind of tra- tries an approach like that, and they keep trying to find a way to get it. Ew, no. Don't yeah. be pushy. Yeah, they're very, very pushy. So... Give them a... Um, Walkie-talkie. No, no, no. <laughs> that would work, too. Yes. Uh, what's those phones that... Flip phone. A burner phone. Yeah, a burner phone. Give just them always burner. have one Just available. always have an extra burner phone, and when they ask for a phone, check it out the door and say, you can use that one. So, are they your ex, or... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> you, I you set it up for me. You know, you set it up for I me. I did, I did. You walked right into that one. <laughs> Okay, so like I said, they're going to try and find a way to get you to let them in. Yes. And it seems like they need your, like, permission. Like, they can't just, like, stroll in. So they're not, like, practicing home invasion. They're not breaking and entering. Um, But people have claimed that the kids will literally say that they cannot come in unless you tell them that they can, right? Another tactic that they use is that they'll walk up to your car, knock on your car window, and ask if you can give them a ride. And the same concept applies. People will just feel really uneasy about the vibes that they get from the situation. And it's important to never actually give them permission to come into your personal space. Ever. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to go back to Brian. So his name is Brian Bethel. He's the one who posted the first Google oh, yeah, forum yeah. about okay. the two kids, right? Yes. So his encounter took place in 1996. And the thing about him is that he was a reputable veteran journalist and he had a pretty good credibility Hmm. so people are inclined to believe him and his story because of his status okay his story took place in texas and he was sitting in his car while he was just writing some checks to pay some bills and then two boys who he believes were between the ages of nine and twelve knocked on his window Hmm. he described one of the boys as olive skinned with curly hair and the other one as a pale boy with red hair and freckles both of them were wearing hooded pullovers and the first one who spoke said that they had come to that area because they wanted to watch the movie Mortal Kombat in that local theater, which I think was right across the street from where he was like parked, right? But they had forgotten their money, according to them. 
They asked Brian if he could give them a ride back home so that they could get their cash. Uh, no, take a fucking Uber. Okay, well, this was 1996. Right, I'm just saying, and nowadays... Take an Uber. Your fucking Apple Pay is on your phone, and you can contact an Uber yourself. True. So, Brian Bethel says that during this exchange, he got an intense sense of fear and dread. Even though, logically, he was thinking to himself, like, why am I scared of two little boys? Like, what are they going to do to me, right? And they seemed innocent. So since he was hesitant, they kept trying to persuade him by telling him things like, come on, mister, it won't take long. We're just two kids. Come on, mister. I don't know if they said, come on, mister, but that's <laughs> what I imagined they would say, right? Come on, mister, please. We yeah. just need to go home and get our quarters. Ew, that's so gross. <laughs> quarters. <laughs> um, at this point, one of the boys smiled at him, and Bethel said that his smile chilled his blood. Yeah, that, no, if a child's smile chills you, there's something wrong. Mm -hmm, true, true. So Bethel oh, continues yeah. to resist their attempts of persuasion, and he says that they both look super confused about the fact that he was not letting them in, right? So it was almost like they seemed like they were sure that it was going to work, their plan, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, because they're harmless children, so why would he say no? Sure. And then he claims that he looked over at the theater because, like I said, he was parked across the street from it. Mm -hmm. And he realized that the movie that they were telling him that they wanted to watch had started an hour ago. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like their excuse. They got fucking caught. Yeah. They, uh, it was incredible, right? That's good. So the older boy continued to try and talk his way into the car while the younger one just watched Bethel the entire time. And as he continued to talk to the boy, he realized that even though it wasn't a conscious decision, his hand was moving towards the lock as if he was going to unlock it. No. So he snaps out of it, okay. and he had a knee-jerk reaction, so he pulls away really quickly, right? Okay. And at this point, he says he kind of feels, like, embarrassed or, like, a little ashamed because, like, why would he have that reaction? So he's, like, trying to explain to the boys, like, why he just, like, snapped all of a sudden. Because uh -huh. he, I guess he kind of felt bad, like, why am I being like this? Yeah. Right? No, you drive away. Okay, well, the point is, is that he's trying to, like, explain to them why he's acting so weird. Okay. And at this point, he looks at the older boy as he's explaining the story. And this is the first time he sees the boy, like, really sees him. And it's when he notices that his eyes are completely pitch black. Um, so this freaks him out, right? And, yes, he takes off. Okay, good. And then he turned back to look, and they had completely vanished. So then Bethel emails the story to some of his friends and family members because he's all freaked out, right? And like, yeah, you, you know. should be. And a little while later, uh, the story was shared for the first time on Google Forms. So from what I found, it's unclear whether he shared the story or like someone that he sent it to was the one who posted it, but it was shared. Okay. And then people read the story and they freaked out. Oh, yeah. But a lot of them started sharing their own experiences because they said that they had uh, had the same or a similar encounter, right? Mm. And people yes. all over the web started sharing their own run-ins with the black-eyed kids. Okay. Um, people have reported having encounters with them all over the world, actually. And some theorists believe that they're actually aliens. The, the reason for this is because they believe that if the aliens, right, wanted to seem, have oh, contact, yeah. their best bet would be to be, like, a child. Because to them, a child is, like, the most harmless thing, right? Right. Which would explain why they speak maturely, because they haven't fully grasped what a kid sounds like. Yeah. They're speaking like an adult because it's what they've gathered. And sometimes that's why they're wearing, like, old-fashioned clothes, because whatever. They're pioneers. Mm -hmm, they're pioneers. <laughs> the pioneers. They have that pioneer status. <laughs> whatever it is that they actually are. Um, oh, like I said, 
it said that because sometimes they're dressed in old fashioned or speak so maturely is because the entity is just trying to mimic what they believe a child would say and act like. So they have the physical outer appearance, but they can't really nail the acting part. Okay. Just quite yet. Right. Yeah. That's why they come off so strange. And it could seem why it could be why they're always so surprised when people say no to them, because to them, they're like, well, I'm a kid. Why would right. I, you why know? wouldn't you help mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. So, um, many stories say that once you say no to their first request, they will start to get more aggressive and demanding with their requests. And they were, they will start telling you that you have to help them or let them in. And many have experienced the, the urge to subconsciously let them in and help them, even though they're apprehensive, right? Just like how he was reaching for the door without actually wanting to. Mm -hmm. Um, If you ever have an encounter with a black-eyed kid, it's crucial that you never, under any circumstance, give them permission to enter your home or vehicle. Don't give anybody permission that you don't know to enter your home or vehicle. True. Wise words. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm going to tell you one of the stories that someone else shared, and it spooked me, and it's kind of a long one, so I'm going to just paraphrase the beginning and read the important parts, right, word for word. So the author starts by describing the fact that she isn't a believer of the paranormal, um, but she had an experience on Halloween that led her to convince that she might have had a run-in with the black-eyed kids. It had been a slow Halloween night, and it was getting late, so her husband went upstairs to take a shower, and she stayed downstairs just watching the TV. Mm Mm-hmm. There was a light at the front door, and her initial reaction was, yo, it's 10 p.m. Like, why are there trick-or-treaters coming so late? Yeah. Um, But she said she immediately got uh, an uneasy feeling because to her it was like, why are they knocking? We have a doorbell. It glows. And the porch lights were off, so it would Oh, yeah, usually. Really, yeah. yeah, it would if be. your porch lights are off, no one should come up anyway. Right. That's usually the rule. Right. Yeah. But also, like, she was like, why wouldn't they ring the doorbell? Because, like, it would be very obvious, right? Mm -hmm. So she describes that from the front porch, I guess they had, like, glass paint. Okay. So that whoever was outside could see into the living room, and they would be able to see that she was sitting there watching TV. So then she feels rude not answering the door, right? So now she hears another, and she expects that their dog is going to head to the door and, like, bark or whatever. But the dog doesn't. What? No. Yeah. so the dog is hiding it's visibly scared so now the author said she really started to feel uneasy and now we have another a little more aggressive no listen to your dog about that time though a car drove down the street and the lights from the headlights of the car like shone onto the porch enough for her to see that it was just two little kids no problem no yeah no if your dog is not no no so I think this is the part where I start reading word for word. Okay. So she says, I instantly felt relieved. It was just some kids, probably a couple of neighbors on their way back home who wanted to show me their costume or something. Why? But okay, that's what she said. So she says, <laughs> I turned on the porch light when I got to the door. And sure enough, I could see through the glass that it was just a couple of pretty small kids. It was really late for such young ones. And I opened the door just enough to where the dog which was named Chloe, couldn't get out if she had ever decided to show up, but she never did, right? Um, and she's, yeah, because the dog knows better. Aye, aye, aye. Okay, so what struck me immediately as, as odd is that the kids weren't wearing any costumes and they didn't say trick or treat. I began to feel very uneasy again. Uh, access denied, bye. <laughs> it was a girl and a boy. The girl to my left was older, I would say about 11 or 12. 
I could tell she was blonde, but I couldn't make out any features because our lights are from high above and they were like behind the kids, right? So all the light is shining from behind them. Okay, that's fucking terrifying. They need to change their light. Right? I'm like, that's a what terrible setup. Like you just see like this <laughs> shadow outline of something? No. The- I need to see your whole face. <laughs> the girl okay. very politely spoke up. Ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom? Um, number one, you called me ma'am. Fuck no. As she spoke, yeah. something in the pit of my stomach was telling me that it was off. What kid, even at that age, doesn't have a cell phone? I couldn't remember the last time anyone had asked to use my home phone. I asked if she didn't have her own phone that she could use to call her mom, and this is when things got weird. <laughs> Both kids turned to look at each other like they were going to say something to one another, but they never spoke. Then they both turned back to me and, and the girl said, Ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge. Can we please come inside and call they our They cannot mother? learn that fast. No. They were communicating. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Telepathically. That's bullshit. That's disgusting. Bullshit. No. I'm going to throw up. No, no, no. So, we're out here alone. My brother. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Um, so, she says, ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? No. We're out here all alone, and my brother is scared. Then the author says, I have to admit that there were two competing feelings going on inside me. The first was that of a mother's heart, because she was a mom. She she says earlier in the story that she mm-hmm. had a kid, right? Okay. Um, of a mother's heart that wanted to help these two small children get to their mom. But the other, a sinking fear in my gut, was keeping that feeling at bay. It was then that I no- noticed that during the short conversation, I had already opened the door a few extra inches, which I was completely unaware of doing. I stopped. I asked, honey, why don't you give me your mother's number and I'll call her myself? Another pause, and then they look at each other again. Fuck this shit. Nope. Uh, (laughs) This is stupid. (laughs) You're scared. (laughs) I know. After a short moment, they turned back to me, and the girl said, Ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come inside? What the? No. While you call our mom. Fuck, I got chills. Okay. And with that statement, the little girl moved closer to the door like she was just going to walk right in, right past me. And she did. (gasps) No, you didn't invite her. She stepped into the light coming from inside the house. And I got my first real good look at her solid jet black eyes. That's all I could see. The motherly instinct was gone and replaced by terror that I don't think I've ever felt in my life. I could feel every hair on my arms and the back of my neck standing. I closed the door to where my neck was able to stick out. So I guess she didn't like come all the way, but she was just getting close yeah. and like trying to okay. kind of shove her way in. Uh-huh. So at this point she says she closes the door and it's only open to where she can stick her head out a little. Right. The little girl stopped again and she pleaded, please, ma'am. We're really scared and alone out here. Oh, that's so we're alone out here. We have, you're to, not, we have to come inside. Please help us. No. Then like on cue, both kids began to whimper and cry. Nope. That's when the fear took over and I shut and locked the door. I'll call your mom if you give me the number. I shouted through the door, but I'm not letting you in my house. I could still see them on the porch just staring at me through the glass pane. And basically that's the end of her story. And then she goes on to say that like she kind of kept watching them because she was scared to lose track. Right. And then she went though and she called her neighbor on the phone because I don't know, like her husband was in the phone. So then once the neighbor came out, they like met up to try and find the kids, but they were completely gone, right? So she ends by saying, I don't believe in any of this stuff. What I really think, what I have to think that happened is that the kids were just out pranking people on Halloween. But I will say this for them. They were really good. 
they scared the hell out of me and my dog. And that's my whole story. Um, no, I'm look at they're still there. Yeah, they're still there. Um, uh, yeah, I know. No, yeah, mm, absolutely not. Absolutely, I love it. It's such a good story. <sighs> the part of I'm sorry. No, she has to bleed. If her dog was fucking scared, you have to. I think she's just trying to talk herself out. Yeah, I think so, too. I think she's trying to be like, everything's fine. But it's not fine. Isn't that a good story, though? I love it. I love Black Eyed Kids. I mean, they're absolutely fucking terrifying. But they're great at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good story. Oh, my God. Uh, The part that I could, like, imagine. Imagine you being that woman, and you're talking to them, and they look at each other. And you know they're communicating. Right? My cell phone battery died. You fucking bitch. You didn't even know what a cell phone was two seconds ago. And then my brother needs to My pee. brother needs to use the restroom. Fuck. Nope. Mm-mm. There's a bush outside. Yeah. Shoo-shoo. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Nope. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. But it's absolutely fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to add about them? Because you had said you liked them. I do. They interest me a lot. But um, the only real thing in those, like, they'll ask for, like, your landline. Yeah. Um, And, like, they try and, like, fit in. And then I heard one story where, like, I think they caught on to, like, people noticing their black eyes. So, like, one of them, like, they were wearing sunglasses oh. when they came up to you so you couldn't see their eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, another theory is that, like, you know how aliens are usually portrayed like big head and uh-huh. either like gray or gray or green body and uh-huh. they have big black eyes. So I think that's another oh, yeah. theory like why. Because you said he had like olive skin. Yeah. So they're usually very pale mm-hmm. and with big black eyes. Damn. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. It's cool. So Don't let you, anybody in your fucking house. If you ever hear a... Anyone that knocks on my door now, I'm going to be like, fuck you, Jen. <laughs> And look, it's like the fucking UPS guy. Yeah. I'm over there, like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, thank you. No, 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 no. Well, thank you for terrifying me. Great I times. Greatly appreciate now it. I get to leave. And now I have to go to work. You get to stay here and think about life and black eyed kids. I'm going to put on New Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always helps me feel better about my life. Okay. Do you, girl? Okay. Okay, bye. Don't do that. That's so it's creepy. It's Elsa or Anna. Yeah, but not in this context. It's Anna from Frozen. It's a cute movie. You can't say that's scary. The way you did it was scary. But that's how she says it. You want your booty snowman? <laughs> what if a little kid came and sang that to you with big black eyes? Fuck that shit. I'm going to get Sven. Sven will save me. Okay. Sven is amazing. You like him? I love Sven. Sven is the reindeer. You know that, right? Oh. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Kristoff. And oh. I do love Kristoff, too. Kristoff is awesome. I feel like if I had a Kristoff in my life, I would actually like him. Because he's, like, strict. Like, he doesn't treat her stupidly. He's, like... Like, like when she was like, he was like, wait, you got engaged after a day? And she was like, yeah, pay attention, Kristoff. And he was like, no, no, no. After one day, like 24, it was funny. I feel like I need someone like that. Like, nah, dude. Stop being Get your shit together, yeah. Stopping them. 
And Kristoff does. He tells you not to be dumb. And then okay. he takes you to the love doctors. Okay, bye. <laughs> so, Janet, I have something to tell you. Tell me. So, my story this week mm -hmm. is also a kid story. Yeah. So, you did the Black Eyed Kid, and mine's based on a kid. That's cool. Super cool. That's and we didn't it. even plan it. We didn't. Because we even did it weeks different. Like, yeah. you did your story a long time ago. Like, two ago. weeks ago. Yeah. And I had already had my notes, but I didn't even think about it when you told your story that mine was a kid's story. Um, does a kid die? The There is a kid that dies, but this is the story of Mary Bell, and she's a oh, child shit. murderer. I know this story. Mm -hmm. This is so, a really, really good, but really, really sad story. Very sad story. Yes, I definitely agree. Um, but I... <laughs> I like her story in a sense where the ending, I don't like it. I know that sounds bad. I'm like, I like the story because I don't like the outcome, mm -hmm. but I really don't like the outcome of what happened. So okay. we can discuss it. I, I know some parts of it. And I think this was one of the first ones that got me really interested. In. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause I like stumbled upon a YouTube video about it. Okay. Yeah. And so I got to see her and everything. And oh, she's yeah. so cute. She is really cute. She has like a bob haircut she's and blue so eyes. Cute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's a cute little girl. Um, I don't remember anyone dying in my story. Like when oh, I saw okay. it, I, or maybe I just forgot, but so it's going to be good for me. Yeah. It's good. It's like a huge refresher. Yeah. I just remember like the sad parts of like what she went through and then like what she would, she had a little, or has, I don't know, a brother. And yeah. She, okay, go ahead. Yeah. I will stop interrupting. No, you're good. Um, so just some of the... Background? No. Biograph the people that I got information from? Oh, sources. Sources. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's been a long day. Um, our listverse.com, all that's interesting.com, Wikipedia, and also I listen to Once Upon a Crime and my favorite murder podcasts. So I have like a whole bunch. Oh, MFM covered this? They did in the early beginning. Okay, I don't remember. In between like 1 and 20 maybe? Uh, so it's, yeah, I, don't I don't remember. remember. It was a long time ago, but yeah, I went back and listened to it. Okay. I always do that thing where I look up the story that I'm doing and I search all podcast episodes. And to then, see who's covered it? Yeah. Um, I like looked for MFM and I usually look for, I really like this Once Upon a Crime. They have a ton of detail. Like I'm so excited. They're like <laughs> research happy people. Yeah. And I feel like we're just like a tell the story people. So it's pretty cool to like get information from people that yeah. do major hardcore research because we're not I go through like a couple pages of Google and I put stuff together and then like if I need something, I'll look You'll for look, it. Yeah. But then um, I really like listening to podcasts about it. Like D.B. Cooper, I listen to like three podcasts about it. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I find that more interesting. Yeah, I like listening to stories. Right. So, okay. So, Mary Bell was born on May 26th, 1957. So, she's a Gemini just like me. And no, you're not. You're a Leo. No, no you're a Cancer. Yes. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> okay. So, I'm currently, dramatic. to my understanding, she's 62 years old. Wow. So, to my understanding. So, she's alive. She's still alive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, um, Mary Bell was born to a woman named Betty who was a 17-year-old sex worker, um, to my knowledge, when she had Mary, 
She told the doctors, take that thing away from me before they even handed it to her to, like, hold her baby. So sad. Poor thing. Um, so Mary Bell was born in 1957, as I just said, in Newcastle, England. Um, she lived in a very kind of poor area called Scottswood. So that's where she lived. Um, she grew up in a very, like, hard environment. Everyone was kind of, like, struggling to survive any way they could. And- <laughs> Be chipper in the way that they do it, you know, like trying to make yourself happy. One of those, one of those places. Um, so Betty's mom. No, not Betty's mom. <laughs> not Betty's mom. Mary's mom, Betty. <laughs> I was like, who's Betty? <laughs> Ooh, Betty. Sorry. Um, she would often like leave Mary with other people, like her parents or family friends or. Anyone. Uh, anybody. She would just, like, peace out and her. leave. Yeah. As long as she wasn't taking care of her kids, she doesn't care. And whatever. So she would apparently take, like, quote-unquote business trips to Glasgow. And basically her absences were, like, just a break from being a mom. Um, so Mary was known to be abused. Um, in the form of, like, neglect from not being taken care of as well as physical violence. And Mary's father, Billy, was a career criminal who was often never home. Um, so if she didn't have a mom that wanted to take care of her and her dad was usually in jail, you end up with these other people that, you know, try and love you. Well, not try and love you, that love you as much as they can to take care of you. But it's hard, like, you're not their kid, you know? Yeah. So... <sighs> yeah. So Betty, the mom, um, she would try and support her family through sex work, um, trying to stay like on top of poverty. She was known to be an alcoholic. Um, she, uh, sorry, Betty's sister. I don't know her name, so I apologize. But Betty's sister actually um, states that she witnessed Betty trying to give away Mary. like. Because she didn't even want her. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how old uh, Mary was in that instance. To where, like, if she would remember someone doing that. Or if it was, like, she was, like, an infant. And they were, like, hey, like, can you take my baby? I don't want it. And then they said. But, anyways. So, when Mary was younger, she apparently was, like, accident prone. Which, a lot of kids are accident prone. I mean, they're kids. So, if you really don't watch out for them, they're probably going to fall and hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. But reportedly, she fell out of a window. Mary did. So that's like a really big accident. Yeah. Like, how do you fall out of a window? Well, I mean, no one's watching her. <sighs> right. So she didn't even like, like, I'm assuming, because like your window's usually not like on the floor, right? So even if it was a one-story building, which I'm hoping it was, because I don't know if a little kid would live through it two-story building I don't know if they would live that but even if it was a one-story building that means like she didn't even try and like move the couch away from the window you know what I mean or like there had to have been something there that Mary was able to climb up on to get out of the window so it wasn't even like you went around and child-proofed your house so they couldn't get out well she didn't yeah she didn't care I guess she wanted to give her away she's not going to child-proof her house but you're going to kill her? I, I think it was a... Pa- well, I don't know. I don't know the story. But I feel like it was a passive thing. Like, she yeah. probably didn't even 
cross her mind. Yeah, that's true. Not that that's not bad. No, it is bad. But I get what you're saying. Like, it wasn't a total... Could have been on on purpose. purpose. Could have been accidental. Probably just negligent. Could have. That's true. Okay. Anyways, there was another quote-unquote accident um, where Mary overdosed on sleeping pills. So pills aren't in the cabinet, and there's a chair or a couch near a window that she can climb up on. Sounds great. Sounds awesome. So Betty, the mom, longed for attention and sympathy due to all these accidents. So here's the thing on where it could be on purpose. If she wanted the attention, like, oh, my God, I need help with my daughter. She's falling out of fucking windows and shit. Like, you could do that on purpose just to get attention, and that sucks that you're trying to get attention on your child's behalf. It's terrifying. Like the Gypsy Rose story. Yes. Exactly. I love that story. It's a good one too. Is she out now? I don't. I'm not sure. I'll have to research it. Yeah. I, I think, think it's coming up. That's what I think. If she'll be out, she'll be out soon. Yeah, I think it's yet. soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Side thought. Um, like you said, I know. Mary had a younger brother. I think it was she, uh, she was like a year and a half when he was born, but it was like a younger brother, but there's nothing really else in my story that I have of him. So I apologize. Okay. So if you know information, go for it. No, I don't. Oh, okay. The more you <clears throat> talked, the more I realized that I don't think we're talking about the same person. Are you sure? Not sure. Cause she has a brother. I just like, I didn't get any information. He's not in the story. Then so. I feel like he's an important, like the, the one I'm thinking about. The brother was kind of an important part. Oh. Um, so I don't think right. this is the story I thought it was. But Cool. Okay. Um, so there are accounts where Mary or her mother, Mary's mom, Betty, would, to my understanding, would basically, I want to word this the right way. She would like, uh, there's a word. Hang on. Like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't want to be politically incorrect. Um, she would like give, not give Mary up, but like she would put Mary in a predicament to be sex worked, okay, I guess. Yeah. Like she put her in that predicament at like four or five years old. Yeah. Okay. But be- what's the right word to say that? endangered her child oh yeah oh my god endangered her child um, but yeah no yeah. but yeah this mom would like go and be like sex working for herself and like bring her daughter and put her in that predicament yeah. to let people do that to her you so know she was, she was like four or five yeah yeah so like she that's was. crazy yeah. yeah um you know i don't know this might be the story i'm so confused at this point okay i'm so but sorry go ahead okay so um I should have just read the next fucking line. They made it out for me. Go ahead. She was subjected to sexual assault. Okay. That's literally what I've been trying to say for the past two minutes. Through her mom's. I'm so sorry. Through her mom's Oh my actions. God. Yeah, through her mom's actions. Okay. Anyways. <sighs> Moving on. Um, so, also... She had a very crazy childhood. So when she was also five, so when she was really young, she saw one of her friends get run over and killed by a bus. Like, okay, so imagine, I mean, I don't want you to imagine it. It's a terrible feeling. But, like, if you know someone that got ran over and killed by a bus and then, like, you don't have a mom that's caring to you, 
Like, you have no way to vent that out and understand what's going on. Yeah, even you know? if you had a mom, like, that right. would... It would be so... It would, like, fuck you up. Yeah, even as an adult, seeing a stranger, no. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. So, um, I guess not to give her, like, an okay or right. an out, um, but by the age of 10, she had, like, became, like, withdrawn. She became very manipulative um, and very, like, violent. So, she's had a lot of stuff happen in her life, and I think we're all grown up to be, like, a certain person like I was growing up to like fend for myself and make sure that I know how to take care of myself and other people are not they're very like your parents will take care of you forever you know what I mean mm-hmm. but my parents raised us to be like if we're gone like you have to be able to take care of yourself you know so maybe this like violence at age of 10 was something in her mind being like well I don't even know if I'm gonna have my my mom tomorrow and I have to be able to fight off someone that's trying to do something bad to me you know <laughs> so it could have been all these things which a lot of it probably is but then a lot of it is like for what's coming up is freaking crazy on how you even have the mental capacity to do something like that <laughs> So, <laughs> okay, so the day before she turns 11, May 25th, she and her friend Norma Bell, and they both have the same last name, but there's no relationship to either of them. They're just friends that lived in the same neighborhood. So basically, there was this abandoned house in Scottswood, England, and Mary Bell was there with Norma and a four-year-old named Martin Brown. So they were all together in this house and let's say Mary Bell and Norma leave and they leave. So all of a sudden, these two local boys that to my understanding had already been playing in the house. So I don't know how old these boys are, but I'm not understanding why this abandoned house once had five kids in it. You know what I mean? Like if these two boys were already there, Norma and Mary were there and the four-year-old Martin Brown were there. That means five kids were in this abandoned house by themselves. Mm. Not one of these kids' parents knew where they were. Was the what? The seventies? The what? Uh, 68. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they kind of just let their kids roll around where they wanted. Yeah. Okay, anyways, so these two local boys stumbled upon the body of Martin Brown, and he's dead. So the police arrived. Um, These little boys, I guess there was, like, electricians outside. So these boys, like, ran out to the electricians, and they were like, yo. Like, they probably didn't say yo in 68. But, like, hey, sir, there's a dead body inside this house, right? So these guys go in there. They call the police. But the police were really confused because there was a little blood and saliva on the victim's face, but there was no signs of, like, violence, no signs of them trying to get away, um, no signs of any, like, like someone holding the four-year-old down. Like, it was just, like, he saw it like, violent. Right. So it was basically, like, they came in and, like, this little boy had, like, died and no one knew why so there was an empty bottle of painkillers on the floor near the body and since no one knew what happened they ruled it an accident so it was ruled an accident because there was pills so they figured that this little kid found some just found some pills and took them and that's why he stopped breathing you know 
So uh, Martin's family was grieving and Mary Bell showed up at their doorstep and was like, hi, is Martin home? And so the mom like gently explained to her, she was like, like, sweetie, like Martin's dead. Like he's not alive anymore. Like he's not here. And she goes, I already knew that. I wanted to see his body in the coffin. <gasps> Dude, what the fuck? She's like 11. Yeah, she's, well, yeah, by now she's 11. Yeah. Like literally walked up to someone's oh. house and was like, I already knew he was dead. I just wanted to see his body in the coffin. Who the fuck? No. No, no, no. Bro, I would beat the shit out of her. Yeah. It's on sight, bro. Dude, like, to the mom of a grieving mom of a four-year-old. Yeah. No. I wanted to see his coffin. Bullshit. No. I'm going to put you in a coffin. I'm going to put you in a fucking coffin, little girl. No. Okay, that's mean. I can't do that. Uh, but okay. she should be somewhere else. Not at the front of the house. So anyways, Martin's um, mom slammed the door in her face. Grace, Gratefully so. <laughs> Bye, little girl. No need for you to be here anymore. So shortly after this whole incident happened, Mary and Norma broke into a nursery school and vandalized it with notes. I'm going to read you some of the notes. And altogether, there was four notes. They were in childish handwriting. <clears throat> the first note. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I thought that's what it said. Are no, no, no. It says, quote, I murder so that I can come back, end quote. That's one. Mm -hmm. This next one is a little more alarming. And it says, quote, we did murder Martin Brown. Fuck off, you bastard. End oh, wow. quote. <laughs> Holy shit. An 11-year-old knowing how to use those words and literally confessing to the murder of Martin Brown. What did the other two notes say? Um, one of them said something like, we done it, something, something, something. So it's just and like then, confession notes. Yeah, basically they're like confession notes. I'm trying to think. I didn't write all four down because I, if I don't like the verbiage in it, like I'm not going to say it. But there was like um, profanity in the other ones too. And like I cuss a lot, but I wasn't going to put them in here. I'm trying to think of the last I don't remember. It's okay. Basically, um, they were just confessing. On the Once Upon a Crime podcast, I believe she has all four. If not, she definitely has three. Because I know I almost wrote down the other one, and I was like, I can't say that. Like, I'm not going to say that. Um, but, yeah. So, if you would like to hear the other four, definitely go listen to them. Um, okay. So, the police come in. They see all this stuff from the nursery school. They believe that the notes are just a morbid plank prank. And they install an alarm system. So nothing happens. They don't look into the writing. They don't try and find out who did it. Whatever. So I believe this is approximately about a week later. The security cameras caught Mary and Norma at the scene of the crime again. And they were, like, loitering outside. And when they arrived, they were, like, just told to go home. They were just, like, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, it's a kid. I guess as a kid, you don't expect a kid to be able to do something like that. So you don't have it, like, in your mind that these girls did something bad. So to my understanding, when uh, Mary and Norma were now back at school, Mary was telling her classmates about how she killed Martin Brown. And her reputation was known as, like, a show-off. 
a liar, someone that like says random stuff to get attention. And so no one really cared what she had to say because they felt like she was just taking credit for something that she didn't do to get attention for it. Right. So they let it go until about two months later. So that was May 25th that Martin Brown was found dead. So the end of July on July 31st, which is a little over two months, um, there was another murder um, by a three-year-old, or not by a three-year-old, by these girls to a three-year-old named Brian Ho, H-O-W-E. Okay. Okay. So this body was discovered. And not a lot of information was given to, like, outsiders. So there was, like, a weapon that was left there, and they, that wasn't given out. Um, it was basically just the location of the little boy and then, like, that he was found dead. Um, so basically... Uh, da, 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 da. So basically this boy was found. No real um, signs of violence right so but there was a razor like cut carved into this boy's thigh with an m so we're thinking that it's for mary right because like who else has an m in their body so in their name mm -hmm. so to the uh the police when they looked at this letter m it looked like initially it was the letter N, right? For Nora. For Nora. But then it shows that it was later changed to an M. So it looks like it started off as an N, and then they, like, added the M to make it look like an M. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, did they think about that beforehand? You know what I mean? Like, my, um, not saying my brother's a murderer, but my brother has, like, his initials, right? And he got a tattoo, and it's his initials, but they're all, like, together. Does that make sense? So, like, the B, if you turn it a different way, turns into a W. Okay. Right? So, they could have thought something like that. Like, someone wrote their name, and then was like, oh, we can make it into an M, and then it's both of us. Yeah. Could have been. Right? And it's, like, one of those things. Or like, it could have been, like, like, Nora, if she was the one to carve the N, thought of it first, and then Mary wanted, was like, like, the oh, credit. Oh, I want in. Yeah. I want credit for it. Yeah. And there's a lot of things, like, I mean... I know, again, this is the 70s, right? But, um, like, we used to do that thing. I don't know if you did it where you made the letter S, and it was, like, the three lines. And, three, and it was, like, cool. You made the letter S out of freaking lines, but we all thought it was great. So it could just be, like, their stamp, and they thought it was cool, yeah. you know? So, um, so basically, these girls, Mary and Norma, killed this three-year-old Brian by strangulation. Um, before... The body was discovered. Mary went back to the location. So, like, basically they went, and it was in a park, right? So they went to this park, killed this kid, Brian. They both left, and then Mary went back. And so this is something that they see in a lot of, like, serial killers because they want to, like, relive the experience yeah, and see like it again. she's, fixated on going back. Right. So it was very interesting. And there's, um at the end, I think I notated that, she does this, like, after she gets released. So I guess that's a lot of information. She's released back into, like, the general public. But even now, like, there's been signs that, like, she still goes back. You know what I mean? Isn't that creepy as fuck? That's so weird. Creepy. Okay. 
Um, so Brian's sister is the one that went looking for him. Mary and Nora offered to help her. So this is still before we know where the body is, right? So Brian's sister goes out, do, 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 do. I'm looking for my brother. My mom's making dinner. We need to go home, whatever. Yeah. And Mary and Norma are like, oh, yeah, like, we'll let's go. You. We'll help you. And so they search the neighborhood, and Mary literally points out to Brian's sister, oh, he's, like, in between, like, the concrete blocks. And Nor Norma goes, no, 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 he won't be there. And was he? That's where he was. That's where he was. And so Mary was like, he's right there. And Norma's like, no, he's not there. And so they leave. Oh. So she doesn't even find him yet. So um, when Brian's body was finally found, they um, realized, like, two kids have been dead within, like, two months. And we don't see any, like, physical violence on either of these children. So they start leading and looking at children's suspects. If you were a police officer, like, how crazy would that be to be asking children interrogating questions? Like, that's so crazy. It is, but and I more feel than like, one. yeah. Like, you're going to literally be, like, interrogating a, what, a sixth grade classroom on if they murdered one of their classmates. Well, I guess they were young. Murdered one of their classmates' younger brothers. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to think about. Like, I can't even imagine, like, someone interrogating, like, my sister's 12, like, interrogating her and asking her if she murdered somebody. Like, what? It happens. It does. And to think about those kids that have to go through that and, like, what they think afterwards. You know what I mean? You mean if they're innocent? Like, if they... Yeah, like, if they're innocent and they got questioned by, like, these police and then they feel like someone's watching them now. You know what I mean? Like, that's so terrifying. It's so scary. <sighs> okay. So basically the lack of like force that was used against these kids is what led them to think that it was a child because there's no like forceful hand grabbing or wrist grabbing or something about like marks like, that marking. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was just like all of a sudden these kids were like dead. So um, on the day of Brian's burial, Mary was spotted walking around his house and like lurking and she laughed and rubbed her hands together when she saw the coffin oh my god this little biznai i swear oh my god so they called mary back for a second interview so she had already had her first one and i don't know exactly what if they like let her go or if like they still had her as a suspect but she goes back in and at this point they don't know if like Mary started catching on to what the interrogators were asking her. So they don't know if they were like, oh, if she was feeling like, oh, they're catching on to me. They're catching on to me. Because all of a sudden she started making up this story about how she saw uh, an eight-year-old, which is bigger than Brian, because Brian was four, three. Brian was three. So basically she starts making up the story about she saw some eight-year-old go up and hit Brian mm. on the day that he was murdered to kind of get the... Try and get the attention. The off attention her. off of her, right? So the only thing that messed her up is she says she saw this boy carrying a pair of scissors and that had not come out in any oh. point as the weapon that was used against this boy to, like, carve the letter M, right? Yeah. So basically, the press and the public had no idea... That had anything to do with scissors 
And that's literally her biggest mistake because now she is she's she's gonna yeah. be the tried for being for murdering Brian, right? So both Norma and Mary continued with investigate um, with being investigated, and they both kind of break down. They say that they did it, and now it's time for trial. So at the trial. Mary Bell's reasoning for committing um, the murders. Would you like to hear the quote? Yes, I love quotes. Quote, uh, well, it. I'm assuming it was is before the quote. So I'm assuming it was, quote, solely for the pleasure and excitement of killing, end quote. What? <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I don't understand. Doesn't make sense. Okay, so the jury agreed. Um, to my understanding, the um, the trial was nine days long. They have a guilty verdict. This was in December for manslaughter, though, not for murder, mm-hmm. which is crazy because she literally murdered someone. But she's also eleven. So, what about Norma? Like Norma was regarded as um, an accomplice, an accomplice okay. and she had fallen under bad influence, and so she was let go. Okay. She got to go home to her parents, live in her life. Did it ever come out, like, during their confessions, I'm assuming that Mary did the killing and Norma just kind of was there? They both blamed each other. They never, like, got the full story? Um. Well, if or- they... If, but it's believed if, then that Mary was like... Cause. Yeah. I mean, they had to have had something to where they concluded that Mary was the one that did it because she's the one that was held accountable. Yeah. But to to within this trial, they both were like, no, she did it. No, she did it. Yeah. So they had to have had something on Mary that showed... Or, I don't... I mean, I don't... Like I said, I know this story. Mm-hmm. And the more you talk, the more I'm like, yeah, that's the story I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Also, that was confusing... Or mixing in two stories. Because then there was another show about a little girl who was schizophrenic. Oh, okay. And she had a little brother. And it got to the point where she was violent. Mm -hmm. So she would see... I don't want to say spirits. But she saw um, entities or whatever. Oh, okay. And they would tell her to hurt other people. I think I've heard that story, too. I don't remember if her name was Janie. I feel like it was Janie. Oh, I don't know her name. But, um... Yes. So anyway, the point is, is that I was mixed combining their stories. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, well, I know that the little brother had a lot to do with it because oh, she tried okay. to kill him and it got to the point where her parents had to get two separate apartments. Oh, dang. And then the mom would stay in one apartment with her and then the dad was staying. This was a long time ago, so I don't know what their updates are now. Yeah. I should actually look into that because that was a really good story. Yeah, that sounds like a good story. Um, but yeah, the dad had to like get a different apartment and stay there with the brother because they were so scared that she would she kill him. Oh my god, that's terrifying. But yeah, I think there's a documentary on Mary called A Child of Rage. Yeah, I've okay. heard that there's um Yeah, that's I haven't I watched it, but I know there's a movie about it and it has um what's her face? Give me clues to who you're I think it's Hermione. Oh, Emma Watson? Emma Watson. I think really? it's her. I don't know that. I haven't seen it though, so don't okay. don't quote me on that. I have no freaking clue. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting your story. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Go ahead and look that up for me. It would be great. Okay. Be 
amazing. So to continue a little bit while you're looking that up, the judge concluded that Mary was a dangerous person, mm-hmm. um, obviously a major threat to other children. And she was sentenced to be in prison, which there's a, a British legal term that's quote at, at her majesty's pleasure, which basically means that you are going to be on this crazy probation until someone says it's appropriate for you to stop. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a sentence where it's like, Oh, to 25 years. 10 years. It's like, whenever we feel like you're done, you'll be done. Yeah. Which is crazy because it can go either way. It could be like, well, okay, you can be out now. Or it can be like, no, you're literally in there forever. And it's up to whose discretion, just the judge that did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's really interesting. But Mary Bell had treatment and um, rehabilitation. They literally had her out after 12 years of 1980. Yeah. And to my knowledge, a lot of the time she wasn't even in like a jail. It was just like a really harsh probation because she was 11 and they didn't have anywhere for her to go. So there wasn't like a psychiatric ward for children. There wasn't like a prison really for children. So they had nowhere to put her. So to my understanding, they just like kept her basically like confined and it wasn't like jail or anything. It was just like hardcore probation for 12 years with like no help. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like now, crazy. even now it's like a tricky way. Like when, when something like this happens now, you know, it's still, yeah. Like, what do you do? But imagine Back 40 then, years ago yeah. or whatever, 60 years ago. So, true. Oh um, so, you know, it's cause like, what do you, you're not going to throw her in with hardened adult criminals. Right, exactly. And you don't have anywhere else to put her. So what do you do? Yeah. So supposedly it was called, um. Ascom, it's A S K H A M Grange, mm-hmm. but it was like an open prison. So that's where I guess she was on like probation. Um, she was 23 when she was released and she was granted um, uh, anatomy. So basically, she has this new name that she goes under now. So she's not even affiliated to where, like, if you applied for a job, if you did anything that anybody's going to, that anybody can like pull that back on you or know that it's you. Yeah. Which is crazy. So, so since her release, she hasn't gotten into trouble or been caught at least if she's right to our understanding, she hasn't. And that, I don't know if it's because she's under a different name. So like yeah. what would happen if say she did kill somebody else under a different name? Does it go back to, well, if they found, name? I feel like if they find, found, it depends. Cause sometimes they like completely close your file. Right. If right? you're a kid. Yeah. So I don't know if they, so like if you're just retried as an adult, like nothing ever happened when you were 11. Depends if her, that's crazy. Yeah. Wild. I don't know. That's wild. Okay. So this is where, um, the park was called Tin Lizzie. And Mary supposedly, like, went back several occasions, even after her release, to, like, go back to that little park. Where she so someone was keeping track of her. That's my question, is who, if... Who reported that? Who reported that? Yeah. Who's seen it? Where did it come from? Right. And why don't we know her real name, then? Right. So, anyways... Um, a few la- few uh, a few years later, so she got released in 1980. Four years later, Mary Bell became pregnant. She gave birth to a child on May 25th, which is the date after, well, it's the exact date, May 25th, 16 years later from when she killed Martin Brown. Okay. That's, 
That's intense. Okay, but this was after her release. Uh Uh-huh. So someone's following her. Right? They have to know where she is. But I don't have anything on... I mean, they might not be able to post it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that's why, is we're not allowed to know. So they have to keep it off the internet. But people will know. Because, I mean, you would have to... Your family would have to know. Like, if I did something, my parents are going to know I'm Brittany Wittick, and they're going to know my accomplice name. You know what I mean? They're not going to be like... Oh, we never knew of Brittany Wittig. Like, it never existed. They know both of my names. Mm-hmm. So it has to be out there somewhere. It's but I don't think of, it's yeah. for us to find. Okay. I don't think. I think they do that on purpose. Um. So basically that, um, um, I said it earlier, anomaly? 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 No, anomaly. Anomaly. Anyways. Uh, anomaly. <laughs> Her name, I said it earlier just fine, I think. No, you said accomplice. Well, I said this word way back up here, though. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to forget about it. Anonymity. She... <laughs> An- no, we're not going to try. An- Anonymity. Anonymous. Anonymous. Anyways, there's no point in trying to re-pronounce that word. Um, she no, basically it. her her backup name okay, was originally like only okayed until she turned 18. But then on May 21st, my birthday of 2003, um, there was like a court battle. And to since she had now had her daughter, which is weird. This is like years later. But she was allowed to have her name changed for her life to, to protect her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whatever, I guess. Um. So there was a permanently, um, so there's a court order permanently to protect the identity. And now in, um, it's sometimes known as the Mary Bell order mm-hmm. to like protect your identity. So that's pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> she was later married, um, married to our knowledge now has a granddaughter from 2009. So, I mean, she has to be happy. She got like a full life after that. Released when she's 23, has a family, has a grandkid now. I don't know. But um, so she's been found multiple times. So basically they've had to move like amount of times because they would be found by the public would find out who they are or the tabloids or the newspapers would find out. And so they would have to move. Um, the uh, Mary Bell's daughter, which this is pretty interesting i'm not gonna lie i thought it was very cool but mary bell's daughter didn't know about her mom's crimes until she was 14 Mm -hmm. which is pretty that's not bad like to go through your whole life and not know they did like a decent job of hiding it i know i know people hide stuff for way longer than that but for someone where that's a lot of their life to not have said anything for those 12 years that she was in prison like what did she make up in her life that she thought she was doing you know what i mean and I guess just because she was so young, she was just like, yeah, I went to high school and yeah. whatever, you know. But um, basically it was ruined, which sucks. But she found out through a tabloid. So that kind of sucks. It wasn't like her mom telling her. She found out like through a tabloid. So that stinks. But yeah, that's basically the story of Mary Bell or whatever her her name, name is. is now. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very interesting. She's. So young. Yeah. I, Crazy. I did a, 
I took an ethics class and we had to present a, a semester project or whatever mm-hmm. about um, uh, an ethical dilemma. And my ethical uh, dilemma was what should we do with like child killers? So that's a good one. it was a really good one. And I don't even remember what my decision was, but I did read a lot about several murders. Mm-hmm. Um, she was one of the ones I included. Yeah. And then, Cause it's, it's crazy. It's like, do you give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to be okay? Like, she's been out since she was 23. Yeah. Doesn't mean she hasn't, she just hasn't been caught, maybe. Or right. she's different, you know. Who knows? But I feel like... Maybe she has some medication now or something. Yeah. Could be a lot of things. Yeah. Very hopefully. Hopefully, you know, she changed her life around. Yeah, definitely. And didn't hurt anyone else. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, that's a really good one. I think it's that's exciting. Yeah, I, it's cool that we both did kids stories. I know that's so cool. Yeah, I We're wish it was same. episode ten because that'd be super cool. Just because it's ten. Yeah, just because it's like our first double digit. Oh, I can't believe we're not even there yet. Like I, I said, know. feels like we've been doing this for years. Almost there. This is seven. This is nine. This is nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm all over the place. Yeah, it's okay. It's this lot. one's nine. Okay, say we're almost there. Good one, Bray. Pretty fantastic. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to the whole episode. What'd you think? I thought it was really good. It was good, huh? Yeah. I liked it. It was amazeballs. Mm-hmm. So, again, thank you for tuning in. Um, sorry if you're scared, and I promise you, you wouldn't be. But <laughs> you kind of know what you're getting yourself into when, when you you're click on to The Haunted and the Wanted. Yeah. Paranormal and true crime, bad yeah. combo. It's just all about bad kids today. Yes, the worst kids. The worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. They either have black eyes or they're going to murder you anyway. Or both. Kids suck ass. Yeah. So Little fucking monsters. Birth control is the way Please. to do it. Please. Please. Um, Unite. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in. Um, please follow us again at The Haunted and the Wanted. Or our Instagram. Send us your listener stories at thehauntedandthewanted at gmail.com. Please. Brittany is still waiting on those emails. I know. I think I'm going to give up. Okay. She's not expecting them. But if you you send it, it'll be a nice surprise for her one day. It will be. It'll be super nice. And uh, finally, follow our Twitter at that W podcast. T-H-A-T-W podcast. Tell not to get on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I know. But you said you were going to take over the Twitter. And I feel like. We need to involve our audience. Because we have like seven followers. Cool. We need to engage with them. Okay. And one of them is me. We'll work on them. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm one of them. See? So we really only have five. And one was probably my brother. Yeah. So So it's really probably the two people that are engaged with us. We need to reach out to them and thank them for following us. We'll do that. We'll do that shortly. Um, So yeah. Anything else before we go? I think that's it. Okay, so last reminder, please tune in. March 18th. March 18th. It's going to be a good one. Yes, we're going to cry. Brittany's literally going to this museum for this podcast. So. Yeah, literally. I would not go there. Other it wasn't for this mm-hmm. podcast. So, but I feel like I have She's to. making big sacrifices over here. I am. I'm going to have a panic attack. It's okay. We're going to be fine. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we'll tune back Just in. Just don't let anything follow me home, okay? Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Wednesday. As always. Yes. Okay. Thank you.
Oh, um, yes, our outro. You did so good, like, the last two or three weeks. Uh, what is it? Uh, thank you. Okay, thank you for tuning <laughs> in to this podcast. Uh, it's 50% Haunted. 50% Wanted. And 100%, 100% That W Podcast. Bye! Bye.